no one ever tells you how hard it is to drive between systems and it's kind of embarrassing, really. But I guess I got a lot further than I thought. I don't think security is even tight anywhere else but Polaria. I'm somewhere in between Luana and Nova, I think at least. Space is beautiful to drive around in, if not impossibly infinite. Do you remember that old gas station that was right outside of our uni? It had this weird kind of beauty to it, not in the particular architecture or anything remarkable, but just the fact that they had the nerve to exist. <laughs> a dingy-ass 7-Eleven with graffiti that the new government hadn't had the time or effort to paint over yet, with that hole-in-the-wall tie place in the corner on the edge of a university close to the edge of the universe. We would hang out there a lot for a place that had little to no access to coffee. Do you remember how we found it, Sin? I remember being so excited and so nervous for our second date, and yet being so comfortable that I forgot to remember you're not supposed to take super cute girls out for second dates in dingy ass hole in the wall Thai food places next to sketchy 7 Elevens. But we picked up our curry and pad thai and sat outside the restaurant when it started to snow. It wasn't freakishly cold, and we knew the snow would melt away by tomorrow, but I remember seeing the snowflakes fall in your hair and you looking up at the sky with your nose scrunched in a laugh and seeing the snow fall all around us in a wind that was just perfect, and hearing Don't Stop Believing by Journey playing tinnily over the gas station speakers, and you kissed me. To be fair, I definitely wanted to kiss you first, but you kissed me and it was just us. It was just us again, but for the first time. At least I'm thinking about this as I'm waiting outside another 7-Eleven somewhere in Indalia. It's one of the newer 7-Elevens, and it's kind of weird to see a 7-Eleven sign without a dick drawn on it somewhere, or some Nietzsche quote about how God is dead and we have killed him, or whatever. But this gas station still reminds me of our gas station. That gas station, despite everything, still feels like home. Sin, uh, remember that old birth graphic novel I gave you for our first anniversary, uh, Lost at Sea, I think, by Brian Lee O'Malley. There's a, there's a quote that reminds me of our gas station, and this gas station, I think. Out here, where the world begins and ends, it's like nothing ever stops happening. And it's strange. A gas station in Dem and Dahlia where I'm thinking of my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, and an obscure gift I gave her two years ago. And here I am, sitting here and drinking a nebula tea. People are milling in and out of this dumbass 7-Eleven and... Sin, have you ever been to Adalia? 
the planet has way too many damn suns and they're all dying, but because there are so many damn suns, the planet is in a constant state of a sunrise and sunset. Nothing and everything is happening all at once and... And sit- oh, wait, 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 what? Do you know what took me so long between recordings? I picked up a girl at the gas station. Uh, no, not, not like that. It's, it's been a while, Sin, but nobody could replace you. She was about 16, maybe? It's embarrassing to admit, but it's been a while since I've been around kids. I was actually just about to drive out of the gas station when I saw her. In the kindest of terms, she... She was a mess. She'd obviously been walking around the planet road for a while, caked in sweat and dirt and wearing jeans and a ridiculously oversized burgundy hoodie. Uh, full disclosure, I was gonna leave her. Polaria is far and Janalia is on the farthest edge of it. But this little voice that sounded suspiciously like you in my head said, You're not just gonna leave her there, are you? Are you, Gemma? And that voice was enough to get me to walk over to her at that shitty 7-Eleven counter and say, Hey kid, do you need a ride? And the smile that spread across her face was so damn wide. And in spite of everything, that smile made me feel less shitty. Anyway, uh, her name was Samara. Cute kid, but I swear to God, <laughs> wouldn't stop talking. Apparently, she's an Australian native, had moved to Indalia last year, and had run away after the Indalian government kicked out of the non-natives from school. I guess they had taken some cues from Janelia. And I, I shit you not, the very next thing she said to me after non-stop talking was, Have you heard of the Janelian student revolt? guess we made quite a name for ourselves after all, huh? And it wasn't like it surprised me that much. We had made intergalactic news at least twice, and you had never planned on just stopping after we had quote-unquote liberated Janelia. But it was her next question that stopped me cold. Are you Gemma Yo? she asked, with all the safeguardness of a kid who looked like she was about to meet her greatest hero. I don't know why I didn't lie. I really should have. I should have just said no and moved on, dropped her off where she wanted to go, and headed back to find you with thoughts of betrayal swirling around in my head. Instead, I said yes. And you should have seen the look on her face. But after saying about two words, she wouldn't stop talking about you. And seeing someone you know inspire someone else, especially when you think that person may have been the love of your life. I let her wear herself out. It wasn't like I was in too much of a hurry to be in a zone where corrupt politicians were looking for me, and Sam was nice company. When she wasn't talking about you, she was talking about Indalia and how much you had done how much you had inspired her, and how she wanted to be just like you, Sinead. She wanted to be just like you.
I hope you don't mind that I gave her this recording and the other recordings we made. It's not like anyone else will be listening to them. There's a couple copies, I think. One just for myself and one for her. If she's gonna start her own revolution, she's gonna need some tips, right? Sin. I'm so tired. I'm so, so tired. I never thought I would miss writing out detailed maps and reading the constitution to find legal loopholes in our shitty studio apartment, but Damn it, I would give anything to see you curled up on our ugly couch with an abandoned coffee cup next to your lap. It's embarrassing to admit, but I haven't narrowed down who betrayed you. Us, I mean. The only person who it couldn't be is Iris. I saw a Janellian news clip on the 7-Eleven TV. She was the first to fall, meaning it's either Trayvon or JR. And at this point, I'm not really sure if either of them had the stomach for it. Trayvon was still... <sighs> Damn, he was barely a kid. JR was uh, maybe a little older than us, and God knows we didn't know what the hell we were doing. And you, Sin... God, I miss you. It Was Never Just About the Revolution is a production of the Multiversal Podcasting Network. It's written, produced, and created by Jacqueline Cho, performed by Sunny Chang, composed by Rachel Leota, and edited by Lottie Dance. Our amazing logo was designed by Arunika Cannon. Be sure to check out more of their work on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at Avocado Artist. Have any comments, questions, or just want to say hi? Email us at iwnjatrpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at iwnjatrpodcast. Special thanks to all at the Multiversal Podcasting Network. If you're interested in seeing any more shows from the network, check us out on Twitter at Multiversal Pods and Tumblr at Multiversal Podcasting Network.